Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how you doing? I'm good, Bill. How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on this morning? What are we going to talk about? Well, it's your turn to surprise me oh, with the topic, is it really? so to speak. So, yeah, I don't do know if it's a, I don't know if this <laughs> is a surprise or not because we sort of talked about this last time. Uh, but I think we should talk about tracking apps. Oh, I love that. That's I mean, we talk about that all the time in like our circle of friends because it's. It's really comical, right? You know, I'll say to Matt, just rant Matt's my husband, I'll say randomly to Matt, you know, we're running out of paper towels or we're running out of toilet paper. And then all of a sudden I'll go onto Facebook and magically Amazon is telling me that there's a sale on a specific <laughs> type of paper towel or toilet paper. And it's like, well, that's interesting. I haven't even looked or searched that yet. <laughs> well, yes. And, and and that's one, that's definitely one type of tracking. I, I think I could get in a lot of trouble going down that uh, particular path, uh, especially in my past history. But let's, let's, how about let's talk about tracking of like physical things, physical objects versus what you say. So gotcha. I've got a problem. Well, I don't really have a problem. A lot of people in my neighborhood have a problem because we have this wonderful tracking app for the bus. Okay. And the, it never is right. You know, it says the bus is here and the bus is actually there. And it's, you know, it's all over the place. And I'm thinking that's just a big pain. But could that be like, a, a really big problem if, for say, you were using that as part of your business to right. track where your assets are, or, you know, like we were talking about last time, we were talking about robots a little bit. You know, there's a lot of uh, robotic type movers. Uh, they have special names, but robotic type movers that are used in warehouses. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, if you think they're in one place and they're actually in some place else. That could be a huge problem, especially yeah, if those robotic things be. are trying to talk to each other and tell each other where they were. That would be a really huge problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine, you know, you're thinking that your asset or your robot or whatever it is, is actually over on the north side of your uh your industrial plant, it turns out that, oh, just kidding, it's really on the south side, and it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> right. Well, and in, in like, you know, uh, say you're uh, part of a, a business that does, like, uh, services, like uh, plumbing, mm -hmm. HVAC, whatever, gas, you know, all these different types of services, you know, public works or anything, and you're, you're tracking either through GPS or whatever, you're your different uh, crews out there or say they're survey crews you're tra tracking with there and that's not right. right right and and you know this gets to be an even huger problem if uh you're in a, like a responder or emergency management type situation and you think your resources are in one place and you're trying to deploy them and they're not actually there and so those things that you've used to kind of figure out where, where to move things around to don't match up right now is this, yeah, I mean, that is, could be a serious problem. Right. And, and I think, you know, for the most part with the, the GPS and stuff, you've got a lot of accuracy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
uh, why why is there this uh, challenge between you know getting very accurate pinpoint type GPS data and then it showing up on like your phone, your app, or whatever your dashboard is? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So what you know? What do you do with that kind of thing? How do you how do you tackle those kind of challenges? It's tough, right? I mean, especially if you don't realize that it's happening. I mean. I know that there's a lot of instruments out there that you have to recalibrate. You know, I remember, you know, like I remember going out in the field and and we would have to recalibrate um, certain instruments to see what I mean, for instance, what the ambient air is, you know, Mm -hmm. so that when we're actually taking readings to see if there were volatile organic compounds in soils that it was calibrated to the environment that it was in. Right. Right. Um, You know, funny, funny story, you know, bringing it back to just normal things. My my aunt and uncle, they live out in Durango, Colorado, Mm. and they actually they love to cook and um, they bought a oven from Italy. Yeah. And when it went out there, it actually turned out that it wasn't calibrated correctly uh, to deal with elevation. Elevation, change. right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's funny. We we you know, we learn these things as we as we move on and and you know, when we're thinking about it and we're purchasing things or we're using things, we don't think about it right away and then someone when someone tells you, right. you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." I mean, same thing with these autonomous systems or these robots. You know, not every environment's the same. We got to make sure that they're calibrated correctly and but then it comes to the question, right? Here's the question. How frequently? Right. Right. Well, right. and you know, it's funny. So I, you, you know, I, I used to work at, at NIST and stuff and, and obviously NIST is very involved with, they have a huge calibration program and they do calibrations for a lot of uh, places uh, in the U.S. And, you know, there's, it, people just say the word calibration, but it, it has a lot of different meanings and applications because, you know, there is the, you know, maybe once a year, or once every mm-hmm. few years calibration that gives you traceability back to mm-hmm. whatever the SI or whatever it may be. You know, and yep. that's a very big deal. It can cost you a lot of money, but it's yep. worth it because everything you're doing is based on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, and then there's the things like most people don't think about which is often called field calibrations things where you're just checking to make sure you're still within the the bubble Mm -hmm. of you know error there you know yeah i mean i remember like you know for specifically sampling in new jersey we had to field calibrate out about every two hours right um you know, whereas some other instruments that we would use, we would calibrate it, you know, depending on how long the job was. You know, we probably calibrated it every morning. Right. Um, but again, it depends on the system. It depends on what you're using and it depends on the area that you're in. Um, you know, funny, funny story was when we were talking with the army and, you know, they were they were talking about how every, you know, every morning that the the soldiers would put on their you know their ankle exo or their leg exo they would visually inspect it right there's right. a visual inspection right. that would happen but you know the story of the gentleman that jumped off the back of the truck with the exo on then you realize ooh you know maybe a visual inspection is not good enough now now we have to really take a look at you know the impact that this had and um, I feel like that's very similar to these 
instances where, you know, you're looking at robots and calibrating them. Like, you know, you have that idea of something like an emergency happens, you know, but what is, what's the norm? Right. Right. And, you know, how does, I guess the thing is, how does, you know, a tracking app have similarity to all of those things? I think to Mm -hmm. me is, you know, whether it's the physical tracking of where you're physically located or tracking of what you're doing. So, you know, physical activity, running, walking, whatever, how many, Mm -hmm. how many sit-ups you've done, all that, you know, (laughs) that kind of tracking fitness type tracking, you know, when is it important for that to be really accurate? And when is it okay to be kind of, you know, whatever it is at the time? And that's, that's a tough question, right? It is, it is. And, you know, for me, when I think about that immediately, right, like my knee jerk reaction is, and I think everyone probably has this knee jerk reaction is anytime that we're integrating these systems with humans. Yeah. Um, you know, you really want them to be as accurate I don't want to say perfect, um, (laughs) as accurate as possible, right? I mean, everyone loves real-time data. They love the notifications. They love to be updated. I mean, everyone loves to feel like they're in the know, right? We're constantly connected. Right. Um, So having this communication, you know, if I'm imagining myself being a branch manager, well, let's say I have five, five of these symptoms or these systems that are running, right? Right. Um. You know, I want to get constant updates on my phone, right? That's what we're talking about, right? I want to know that, like, system three, low on battery. System four, where it's supposed to be. System five, you know what I mean, is outputting what it should be outputting, right? Like, giving you the data that you can track. Yeah. Um, so, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the flip side of that coin because uh, – <laughs> So I I used to work with with uh, many folks who were in sort of the uh, first responder slash you know law enforcement firefighter mm-hmm. public safety kind of area and right. uh, one of the challenges in, in exactly this kind of thing is knowing where things are knowing where people are mm-hmm. knowing what's happening oh yeah those those concepts would come together in. Uh, Usually when you were talking about things like a command center and especially okay. a command center, whether it's your you're monitoring a, a system constantly or you're having an emergency situation where you got all these things going on. Oh, yeah. And so what would happen? One example would be is say you've got a a large train transit system that you're mm-hmm. monitoring and you've got cameras and other sensors all over the place. So you've got thousands of camera views. Okay. You wouldn't want to know what's happening all the time with each right. one of those things, right? Mm-hmm. So what you're looking for is when something odd or something wrong. different. So you're look, sort of managing by exception versus mm-hmm. I need to know where everybody is kind of thing. Yeah. And exactly why in my example, I said five units. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> you, you kind of cheated on me there. <laughs> I, so did. I did. I did. I kind of knew you were going to call me out on that. Yeah, because it's no, crazy. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. In situations where it's emergency, where you're deploying hundreds of, you know, these emerging technologies, whether it be j- drones, robotic right. robots, um, powered exos, um, you know, whatever, whatever you're taking a look at, you- you're completely right. I mean, there is you don't want to be inundated in data, right? Because right. how do you sort through that? I mean, I remember I took a, a, a 
course in meteorology when I was at Westchester University. And, you know, the first question that everyone asks is, you know, how is it that they can be so wrong on what the weather is going to be like and still have a job, right? right, I mean, right everybody right, laughs right, about that. Right. And um, I remember our professor telling us that they have... They have the um, the capabilities to be able to predict the data exact. Right. But if they did it every day, it takes the data so long to go through the system that they would be reporting on the weather three days later. Right. Um, so that's why they have, right, again, data overload, you know, right. so they're making their best judgment based on the data that they can reasonably run in a time frame that can give you the forecast similar to this instance, right? Like, if you have hundreds of systems that are out there, you can't possibly go through all that data, because by the time that you do, you'll be three days after <laughs> right. what and, you needed. Well, and that's, it's, that's also one of the, the reasons, like, and I'll say this personally, I I don't do much social media because okay. I feel like it is like at this point is so much information overload. I don't really care what foods you have to eat tonight. I don't care what argument you're having with your friend or family member. <laughs> I don't care what color your hair is right now. That's that's all great, you know. Uh, you know, besides besides being a, a fancy birthday reminder, I, I just really it's just like just data is not really okay. useful to me, you know, but some people love that. They love to mm -hmm. be, as you say, in the know. But right. to me, it's like I, I you know, kind of to get back to this tracking thing, it's like I, I want to have a general control over the amount of data that yeah. is coming to me and I am sharing. That and some, sharing, right? and sometimes it, I think that's the thing that's uncomfortable and can be confusing is not knowing really what that is, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with that. And, and not only not knowing what that is, but how it's being collected. Yes. And who's you collecting know? it. And right. who's collecting it. And what is what, again, we're coming back to the standards. What is the standard of collection? Right. Yeah, and you know, uh, I, in the world I've I've worked in, in the past, you know, it's not just about the collection; is who has access to that, and how long is it kept, and what what right. is that data mixed with? Because right. that's when it becomes, you know, can come into some some issues right there. Right. But you know, you know, for me right now, uh, you know, honestly, like I'd love for the bus tracking app to be a little bit more accurate but you know i i i just you know i just go old school and say hey you know we know the approximate time the bus is going to be there we just go out and don't even look at that right. and right? we don't even look at the app right? right i mean like back in the olden days right you yeah. know you're like hey yeah. you need to be the, at the bus stop like now now you're gonna miss your bus right exactly <laughs> right yeah so but. Oh, man. Well, that was a great conversation today, Bill. Thanks so much for the topic. And as always, it's nice chatting with you. Nice chatting with you, too. Take care, Noir. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.